0: Hello again, everyone and welcome to another podcast of Thoughts Become Things. I'm Jeremy Lopez and so glad you guys are here with me today. I tell you, things are going so good. Are they not? I mean, you might look at your life and say, well, for you it might be, but for me, maybe not so much. Hey, let me tell you something. There's a lot of busyness going on around here at the office. I guarantee you. In my personal home, it's just a lot of business going on, you know? And but one thing I've realized is you just sometimes gotta learn to see the glass half full to realize, you know what? It's better to be busy than bored, right? You know, it's better to be, you know, uh, Running around like crazy than just sitting still having nothing to do or no one to talk to, right? And so, you know, I always try to find the glass half full and I'm really, I really want to push that message to so many people to say, you know what? This is a season in which we all need to begin to look and recognize that things are better. And things are getting better and things will be better. And no matter what happens right now, don't even look like it's bad. Don't even look at it and say, man, it's, you know, everything's going bad right now. Find the good in what's going on. I love life when I decide to say, you know what, this doesn't look like a good situation. But I'll tell you one thing I do is I find the good in it. I find something in there that may be awakened to me, show me a principle, you know, show me how, hey, it could be worse, you know? Life really can't always be worse. Let's just face it. I've spoken with people in life coaching for a long time who've said, oh, my life is so bad. And when they tell me their life, I'm like, it doesn't sound that bad to me. I mean, I've, I've spoken with people worse than you. And that's what we have to begin to look at is don't always find yourself where your eyes are focused just on you because really when you do, you don't recognize the world outside of of you. And, and let me just say something, if I if I maybe say this in a loving, graceful way. It's really called selfishness. Because when you don't look around you or at the world around you, a lot of times we don't tend to see other people's issues and problems to really say, wow, you know, I, maybe I do have it a lot better than they do, you know? I mean, it's good sometimes to really look outside of yourself. And sometimes we look and say, oh, but I don't feel like I'm selfish. I just sort of, you know, I'm just so focused on me, me, me and my problem. What's going on? And who's talking bad about me? And what they said to me? That's still selfishness. You know, one of the things I love about Jesus that really I never thought about is he really, if we obeyed his principles, we would really see honestly where there's there's never going to be a selfish bone in our body, if you think about it. And I want you to really think about that for a moment, because he said, love your neighbor as you love yourself, which is, which is basically saying, hey, you know, love who you are, but love extended. Extend that love to your neighbor. You know, uh, he talks about feeding the poor. That's extending maybe, let's say, love or food or action outside of yourself to people that are less fortunate. You know, uh, uh, go visit those in prison. That means have your mind outside of your own problems and issues. You know, get off the me, me, me syndrome, focusing on those who are, in prison. Did you know, did you guys know that there's a lot of people in prison who actually um, work were- were tried as being guilty, and yet they weren't vict- uh, guilty. So many people throughout the years we watched on TV who said so-and-so spent 29 years in prison, and yet found out at the end, and, you know, found out 29 years later, that the court system found out that they actually were innocent the whole time. I mean, could you imagine losing 29 years of your life? So guess what, folks? No matter what goes on with your life, and no matter how bad you think it is, trust me, it can never be that bad. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot more worse things in our lives, and I wanted to sort of present that idea today to you within this podcast because you know we do believe in attraction we do believe in law of attraction because we know it's biblical we know the word of God is real but we also realize that if we're going to attract into our lives the things that we want shouldn't our want and our desire be what sort of the Lord would want for us to want. <laughs> Think about that, because God's never going to lead you, you know, uh, God is never going to lead you to be self-absorbed. Is He going to take care of your needs? Absolutely. Does He mind you, you know, talking from your heart about what you desire? Absolutely He does. Not a problem. He even says, I'll give you the desires of your heart. So that right there is letting you know it's okay to have a desire. It's okay to think, man, I sure wish I had a new car. I sure wish I had a new house. I sure wish I had a spouse. I sure wish I had a, you know, a child. You know, it's okay or a better job. It's okay to, to find yourself at a place where you're looking and you're saying to yourself, you know, the grass is greener on the other side and you know what that really means when people say you know man the grass is probably greener on the other side or some people might say the grass is not really greener on the other side you know don't sort of you know uh, look outside of yourself and think it's always better for everybody else. Here, Here's the truth of the matter. Is, is the grass greener on the other side? Is the grass greener sometimes for a lot of people on planet Earth? Sure it is. But sometimes you look and you realize but for a lot of other people it's not so green. And you have to begin to look and at your life and realize that if we just did what we knew we should do as human beings, which really interests me. It's fascinating to me because if you think about if you think about Christianity, and I'm gonna sort of, I know some of you, sometimes it's hard for people to hear me say things like this outside of Christianity because they're like, oh my God. Well, folks, not everything's evil and bad. But here's the key thing: if you just look at other religions, period, well, you know, I'm not saying you have to agree with them. Them, or you do, or marry them, or divorce them, or hate them, or think they're devils, or whatever. Let's skip all that for a moment, okay? Let's look at humanity. Humanity, because here's the thing. Maturity maturity will transcend past that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, when I look at religions, they don't bother me. They don't bother me one bit. I don't find them as like, oh, I hate you. You know, other religions don't, don't affect me one bit. Because it's not even about knowing who I am. It's the fact of realizing... In every religion, guess what I find? I find me. Oh my God, what do you mean? I find me. What does that mean? I find humans. I find humans in a belief system, just like Jeremy is found in a belief system as well, you know, within Christianity. So, you know, you have to remember, look past all the things that are blocking you and look at humanity, people, people are people. We all hurt, we all dream, we all you know want to experience joy, we all want a better life and so that, I look at people in general. So I said that to say this when you look at other religions and you look at people, okay make you guys feel better you know, um, when you look at other people you realize that within people, in any belief system, there's still finds within the religions or their belief system in which they believe in, is you always tend to find the common thread, which is basically serving other people, loving other people, you know, helping other people, uh, and you find all that stuff. And it's ironic to me because that's what we find in Christianity: is serving people, visiting people in jail, clothing the you know clothing those who are naked, you know helping the widows out. I mean, you find that you know transcending in every religion. And guess what? Every religion is it's based on people that have ideas that actually have formulated this belief system. So there's always still that that understanding that people as a whole that created other religions, or whatever they believe, still at the core of it, understand that what makes humanity healthy is serving other people. Not being self-absorbed, not stroking our ego, but literally beginning to get outside of ourselves. And yet, guess what? Those who are truly dedicated to them, you know, to do that, those, it goes throughout the globe, on on a global scale, those who actually are dedicated to, you know, uh, uh, really get out there. Look at Mother, look at Mother Teresa. Look at, look at mother teresa you know she lived a happy life she did and yet you would think she lived a miserable life i mean my goodness she was in a different you know she lived in, in over in india she took care of children the whole her whole life and you know and yet guess what she was happy and yet she had no materialistic stuff You know, that many of you are complaining and griping and, oh, why won't God bless me? You know, I'm starting going, first key I want to say is we need to grow up, okay? We need to grow up a little bit because, and I'm the same way, folks. I'm the same way because we have to begin to realize at the end of the day, once something snaps back in our brain, we say, gosh, it could be worse though, Jeremy. You know, it could be worse. And and then you once again, you think about people like her. You think about people, you know, all over the globe. In fact, let, let, me, let me say something to you guys that, that maybe will help you guys out, too. You know, uh, many of you don't know the story of the Dalai Lama. And you're like, oh, my God, he's not a Christian. Well, you know what? If you're too religious to hear me say this, then you know what? You stick with your religion and your traditions that make the word of God of no effect. But for those of you who understand that he's a man and and I'm giving a principle, then those mature people, you're going to love this, okay? So that's what I'm talking about. I love, That's why I love my audience. Because his audience is just like, hey, you know what? We're not hung up. We're not stuck on things. You know, we know who we are in Jesus. So who cares? You know, but but look at the Dalai Lama. There's a story about uh, Dalai Lama on Netflix, and I watched it years ago. And yet, you know, when um when China invaded Tibet, which I'm not a big China fan to this very day, they do that to, to Tibet and they do it to Taiwan. They're just they're just bullies. China China is just one big bully, you know. But um when they try to well actually they didn't try they did. When they invaded Tibet You know, and just for no reason just invaded them and they, and to this very day, they still kill people and yet you don't hear about it a whole lot. Um, but it is true, true. People who try to flee to get back out of there, you know, they still kill people. My point being is, you know, the Dalai Lama, um, I think it's back in the 50s or 60s. I don't remember exactly when it was, but, um, he had to flee. He fled. And people who leave Tibet to go to India, they have to climb, I mean, week, days and weeks to go over mountains that, that the, the snow is so deep. You know, and it's like so below zero degrees. I mean, people freeze to death, and yet he made a journey to get to Tibet. Ma- made it to the borders of the, of, the, of of Tibet, and they welcomed him in. And to this very day, he's been exiled there, to you know, because of the fact that he did not, you know, he wanted to keep what he believed real, and you know, and so you think yourself, you know, this man once again. We're talking about some religion. We're talking about a man. You know, fled his home, fled his home and yet to lit, to find a better life you know for himself and then gets to india and and then in one of the one of the places india was very nice and gave him a big place to say hey you know what? we're going to give you this uh, this area you know and yet tibetans to this very day still flee there to india so he prepared a big place for people to to come that are that are you know to come in, you know uh, into exile to to india and yet they can live a happier life they have to go through nepal and sometimes it's really hard and so you think to yourself, skip religion. Okay. Skip religion. People. That's once again, people. Whenever you whenever your, your religion or your pharmaceutical spirit wants to rise up in you, say, stop it right there. You know, you can say, stop it right there in Jesus' name. You know, I'm talking about people. We're talking about people, all right? And yet, people do that. And yet, he made a place for people to this very day to flee so they wouldn't get killed and be under the tyranny of China. And yet, we look at lives and say, you know what? Life could be worse. But one of the things I've noticed is within every religion, within every person, uh, within religious leaders all across the world, they tend to find this common factor and really just anyone who is a type of leader, they find this common factor, and that is think not just outside the box, but thinking outside the box means thinking outside of yourself. The greatest honor we have is to think outside of ourselves. To realize that if we just focused and helped the world, and fed the world, and helped people, and helped children, you know whether it is helping, uh, you know, to fight against human trafficking, if that's your mission, go for it. If it's if it's you know maybe let's say if you don't believe in abortion, if that's if you if you want to sort of feel like you know let me just get out there and just you know speak to people to let them know that you know you feel maybe abortion might not be right, and you want to just sort of share with them some type of story or testimony. Great, go for it. If you feel that maybe um you know someone you know is maybe down the street is just very uneducated and they're and they're sad and depressed because they don't have a good job and you're looking at yourself thinking well I don't have a good job and I'm really you know you know putting two coins together. Well the key thing is guess what? If you focus on that person watch and see. If God Almighty will not supply your need according to His riches. Watch and see where you'll turn around and somebody will bless you. It's a known fact. You know, spirituality calls it the universe. Spirituality calls it the universal principle. Buddhists call it karma. Christianity calls it sowing and reaping. It's so interesting interesting to me that every human or every religion has the same feel that, guess what, what you put out there will come back to you. And yet you think to yourself, wow. So is law of attraction real in the Bible? Absolutely, it's real because of the fact we understand that God initiated that if you want something, you believe it, you think about it, and if you want service, if you want to make sure your supplies are are, are met and throughout your life, go supply the need of somebody else. Watch it boomerang back to you. If you want to be able to attract things, let's say a really pretty spouse, you know, you're you're like, man, I've been single all my life, you know, I want a spouse, you know. Well, instead of always just feeling like you got to just, try, I got to find. That spouse for me, for me, for me, for me, for me. Instead of feeling like the me syndrome, then here's what you do. Help other people to find, maybe help other people to, for lack of better words, play Cupid for a while. And help help bring, you know, find them and say, man, I know a great girl for you. I know a great guy for you. You know, I'd love to see guys go on a blind date. You know, I just really think of it. It would be great. And then you start setting people up. That might not be work, working too good for some people, but let me tell you something. It's worked many times for, for me when I played Cupid. Sometimes not, but most of the time it did. But here's what I realized in my life. I reaped everything I sowed. When you begin to take the needs of other people and put them above your own, something, wiggly, well, I'm going to use the word magical even though that's not a good, maybe the best Christian word, you know, but for, like once again, if you're religious, hey, deal with your sacred cows, that's your problem, not ours, you know? We have our own sacred cows in our lives, but, you know, for those of you who understand, you know, we're going to say this, it's just something magical just happens. Something powerful just happens, where the heavens opened up, and God just does something magical, for lack of a better words, something great and something powerful, and all of a sudden you turn around and you realize, gosh, you know what, I Found the love of my life. I found the love of my life. I, I have the dream job that I've always wanted. I never thought I could even get it. And I'm not educated to even have it. And yet I got it. You know, I, I'm actually I'm able to go on my cruise that I never thought in a million years I could be on a, on a cruise ship. And yet somebody just paid for it for me. Or I saved the money up to have it done. Let me tell you something. You will attract, folks, you will attract whatever it is in your heart's desire that you desire in your life, anything and everything. And the best way to do it is not just always think about it, and focus on it, and become it. That's one that's 100% true. But give it to somebody else where other people are learning to connect their own desires with becoming those desires, and helping them climb the ladder to make the connections they need to make it happen. I guarantee you, the Bible says something really cool, I, that you will never see the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging for bread. And you know why? Because you you extend your hand of servanthood, and you, and you find your needs that are so important, eh, and not so important after all, after all. When there's people out there that really need a lot worse than you do. And you'll find where well, your life will be happier. There's nothing more miserable. Let's just be honest, folks. There's nothing more miserable than focusing on my own problems. I mean, I could sit here, I could create, and this is how we create and manifest and, and attract. I could create issues right now. Oh man, I, will. I wish I was, you know, two inches taller. Oh, I wish I could lose five pounds. Man. Because see, my mind can think. My mind could think. I, I'm bald, by the way, folks. For those of you who have never seen pictures of me, which you can just Google my name and there you are. But guess what? Gosh, I wish I had hair. See, I can create problems. I could create a problem right now to say, I wish I had hair. Oh, why well, don't have hair God, I remember when I had hair. Life was so much better for me. I could comb my hair, I could dye my hair I could do whatever I wanted to you know when I was in the 80s and 90s and you know what after a while I'm creating an issue where it becomes who I am and before long I find myself d- d- getting down about it or I can say, hey, you know what it is what it is and I'm gonna and I'm and and being bald is popular now so hey I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna fret about it you know why Because there's so many other things in this world to focus on. So let me just say this to you guys, to all of you today on this podcast. Don't create problems. You could literally create over four, five, six hundred problems that you have that you didn't realize you had until you think it through and then you start creating them. And you give life to those problems. And those problems will grow in you. And before long, you will find yourself so miserable because you have all these problems. But guess what? All these problems exist because you started thinking about it and creating them. And if you do have major problems that say that are really just right in front of your face today, instead of feeling like you know, I didn't feel like I created this, then here's what you do: you just let, let them let them dissolve by letting God handle them. And you help other people in their in their in their issues, and then watch your watch your struggle of that major problem that's right before your face. Before long, you're like, oh, I, I forgot I had that problem. Oh my gosh, it was already it was met three months ago. I didn't even realize it was met. When you're surprised. Through and because of the fact you've been so busy helping other people, <laughs> that's the greatest feeling on this planet, folks. The greatest feeling is, wow, you know what? That was taken care of two months ago. It's like talking to someone who's an alcoholic, a severe alcoholic, who's, let's say, gone through AA and been prayed over and just maybe, you know, been, you know, believing God or whatever and gotten the right people, got in the right vein of alignment of people that could help them. And then they realized after a while, you watch somebody who was an alcohol, former alcoholic and after a while, you find them Sort of helping other people who were alcoholics, and all of a sudden they realize, "Well, how long have you been clean?" I've seen this happen many times, folks. How long have you been? How long have you been? You know, you've been, you've been sober. That's that's the thing. I think clean would be drugs, but you know, they might say, "How long have you been sober?" Um, gosh, um, I don't remember now. It's been so long ago. That's when you know someone is not so much into themselves. When you just let things dissolve. You know, I love, I'll close with this. One of my favorite scriptures in the book of Revelation, which Revelation is complicated for a lot of people, but it says, you know, uh, heaven and earth shall pass away. You know, and, and, and you think to yourself, what does that mean? And then it says a new heaven, a new earth, we're in righteousness. Well, because old things just pass away when you learn to forget about them. I just learn to pass away. And then new things arise that are beautiful to focus on. I don't have time to look at the valley when there's a mountain on the other side of that valley. that's absolutely breathtaking. You know, I don't have time to look at the, the situations around me of I wish I had three million instead of this amount, you know, or I wish I had ten million instead of this amount when it's just not worth it. Let me just dissolve what, how much money I have and just keep on working and keep on helping other people and giving money away and helping other people. And in the back of my mind, maybe, you know, I'm still stashing money in a bank account. And I turn around one day, and I'm like, oh, my God, I, I actually have it. I actually have the kind of money. And, you know, that, That's the goal that all of us want to be able to achieve is when you f- surprise yourself. And the only way to surprise yourself is just forget about it. Forget about it. Focus on other people. I guarantee you your heart will love that. There's nothing better than loving other people and me and my heart diving into them saying, oh my gosh, this breaks my heart. What can I do for them? I tell you what, let me see what I can, let me see if I can call somebody. Let me see if I can bring them some some dinner tonight. Let me see if I can do this. All of a sudden, my creativeness is no longer about me. I start creating a life better for them. And at the end of the day, my heart is going to be happy and I'm going to lay my head on on the bed knowing that I helped somebody to start living again. It's the best feeling, folks, you can ever have in your life. So think about that today. It's a great feeling, trust me. So, And once again, I want to close with this. If you don't like your life, I know many of you are going to repeat after me. If you don't like your life, change the way you're thinking about it and your life will change. The rest of your day will get better. It just does. Thoughts do become things, folks. Know how much you're loved by me. I mean that. I love every one of you. I thank God you're on this journey with me in this podcast. And I really thank God that your lives are improving because they are improving. Because you're awakening to say, I need my life to be better. And all of a sudden, you make everybody else's life better. And guess what? Your life becomes better before you know it. I love it. Have a blessed day. Thank you for tuning in. God bless.